It's a new day. Yes, it is. The Back Row Morning Show. The Back Row Baptist Podcast. The morning Side Hug. The Back Row with Matt and Mo. He's Matt. I'm Mo. We're just like, hey, we got microphones. You're tuned in to the Back Row Rewind. The best of Matt and Mo. Welcome to the Back Row Rewind, where we bring you a classic episode of the Back Row Morning Show with Matt and Mo, and we're going back to uh, episode 30, 31, somewhere around there. What is it? 33. Episode 33, where we're asking the question, is worship music manipulative? It's a pretty decent discussion, but before we get to that, Mo hates her dog. Let's go. Monday morning. morning. It's the start of another week. Whoo! Stretch it out. Raise a hand. Nope, not if you're driving. Don't do it if you're driving. Nine and three. Nine and three. You can still do ten and two if you want, but don't blame me if you get an accident and the airbag breaks both your limbs off yep. and you break your own face with your fist. Ten and two is not safe, people. It's not. It's do you have safe. you ever driven ten and two or nine and three? I've I driven. Don't. So when we got into that accident, the right. kids and I, yeah, I was at ten and two, but partially because I could see it coming, I knew that it was going to happen, and mm-hmm. so I stuck both hands. You grabbed the wheel, yeah, firmly. I felt like I could have more control of the wheel that way. I thought you were going to say I felt like I could stop it if I was <laughs> strong enough. <laughs> no, I knew that uh. wasn't going to help. No, I felt like I, you know, because when you uh. get into an accident. The whole thing just kind of yeah, shakes. Yeah. So I felt like at 10 and 2, I could control where the car was going. I got you. But, yeah, then I had that big old burn on my That's right. forearm. You did. Yep. Yeah, I, I think I drove at 10 and 2 for my driver's exam. Mm-hmm. And then ever since then, I keep one hand on the wheel between 5 and 6. And that's... That's where I live. Yeah, I didn't even drive at 10 and 2 for my driver's exam. Apparently, <laughs> you're supposed to, but I didn't. <laughs> That's back when I had one hand at 12, and instead of having it like where my the back of my hand is facing my face, I would have it to where the palm was facing my face, and so I'd steer like that, you know? That is... If you're picturing that yeah. as something weird, it is it's exactly totally weird, weird the way she's doing it. Yep. That it's, is very strange. Yep. Even the teacher, they're a teacher, right? I don't know yeah. what they're called. Exam, the instructor. Examer, instructor. Whatever. He was like, Examiner. um, that's not really safe to be driving like that, <laughs> but you're doing okay, so I'm not going to deduct you any points. It's like she was doing a dumbbell. Yeah, like a, like like a curl. Pull, yeah, a curl with a dumbbell, pulling mm-hmm. it up. That Like, that's the way her arm was. Yep. Very weird. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that, ever. That, that's how my mom drives. And so it's just and what just I grew up, up yeah, seeing her. So yep. I'm sorry. What's her name? Pamela? Yeah. Pamela Sheets Compton? Yep. Very good. Sorry, Pamela Sheets Compton. <laughs> you are weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gracious. All right. Coming up on today's show. Is worship music manipulative? Mm. Pastors can't even eat at a school and... 
a bot writes an episode of our show. <laughs> <laughs> but first, it is October 22nd. That means we got a few holidays to celebrate. Mo, what are them holidays? Them holidays today would be... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cockney accent day. <laughs> No, it's Isn't actually it? no, no, not not today. Um, it's actually clean up the Earth Day. Clean up, isn't that what Earth, Earth day? day is? You know, <laughs> kind of thought the same thing. I feel like it's a it's a copycat holiday. Somebody felt as if one day a year was not nearly enough to recognize, celebrate, and appreciate. All that the Earth has to offer, so they and they made couldn't a just call it, day. They couldn't call it Earth Day too, right? Because nobody would celebrate that. Exactly. So they had to make it clean up the Earth Day, realizing that in our efforts to make the Earth look a bit better and cleaning it up, we would also appreciate it and and be grateful for it. Okay, that's my thought. All right. Uh, it's also Eat a Pretzel Day. I see. That's a holiday I can get behind. Okay, soft pretzel. I would assume all so. Pretzels. I would assume it's soft pretzel just because it's singular. Eat a pretzel, not eat some pretzels, because nobody eats just one hard pretzel. Yeah. Well, you have those big, slightly smaller than a soft pretzel, but still. Yeah, big. like the Snyder's. Yeah. Sourdough pretzel yep. things. Yeah, I loved those. Yeah. So with the, the. Big rock salt. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh! Yep. Mm. Have you had the Snyder's twists where it's they have different flavors? They have like honey and butter and honey I mustard. Know, I know what you're talking about, Ugh. but no, because I don't like my pretzels to be flavored messed with. What? I you like, just like a plain I like pretzel. That's pretzel. that's the flavor I want. Yeah. So do you <laughs> like pretzel want. buns? Uh yeah 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 yeah. Sometimes. Actually, you know what? Wiener Schnitzel has a pretzel bun, like for a hot dog. Yeah. And what I would do is I would order a pretzel bun and a salt packet, and I would empty the salt packet inside the pretzel bun and then just eat it like a soft pretzel. With the hot dog? No. Oh, I was about to say. No, the hot dog would have been plenty salty, you know? No, just a straight up pretzel bun with salt in the middle, and it was great. Fantastic. Man, I want to do that now. Huh? Know what you're having for lunch today? Oh. (laughs) No, nope, you're not. not. Sorry. Not. Sorry. <laughs> um, today's also <laughs> got to figure out a different way to transition. Also, today is. <laughs> it is in inter- addition to. It is international. Well. International, Matt. International. It's worldwide here. Yep. Caps Lock Day. Or as it's written, International Caps Lock Day. That's true. <laughs> because when because you're yelling, right? That's what yelling is on the internet. Or you're emphasizing. You may not necessarily be yelling, but you're emphasizing. But I feel like if you're doing that, then it's only like one word, one or two words, not That's the whole true. sentence, right? That's true. If it's the whole thing, you're yelling it. It's like I texted Chris yesterday. I need and need was need, in. Yeah, big, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's emphasis right there. But I wasn't yelling at him. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little. Um, we're celebrating National Knee Day. We were knee. just talking about knees. We were just talking about knees. I slept on my leg wrong last night, and my knee is, is killing me. They were there. We talked about it here. Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe not. No, we didn't. I don't know. It was before. I'm not certain when you press rolled. record. I don't know if we were rolling or not. <laughs> if we weren't rolling, I knees slept on weird. my knee wrong last night. <laughs> um, and lastly, we're celebrating National Nut Day. 
So it's your day, Matt. <laughs> Wait, is that because... Because you're a nut. I like peanuts. Nope, it's because you're a nut. That's okay. Peanuts aren't technically a nut anyway. We are the Almond Joy yeah, legume. and Mounds of the radio world. Because sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. I didn't know how you were going to spin that. There were a couple different options. Some that weren't as, appro- as appropriate as others. Really? That's, Gosh. I, I'm sorry, Mo. I know you. So I expected a certain level. I'm sorry. Never. Only certain people know me. I didn't want for the radio listeners to know that I was like that. Gosh. Oh, all right, Mo. How was your week? A uh, week was really in. good. So after the terrible mishap last Wednesday with my elbow smelling like dog pee. Oh, right. I forgot all about that. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I decided that it was time to deep clean my entire house. Oh, I thought you were going to say, put the dog down. (laughs) No. No. Although I have told Chris numerous times, I hate this dog. You may come home and see that he no longer lives with us. <laughs> but I thought the dog was your best friend. He is my best friend. If you friend. look at your Instagram, he's I your know. best friend. It's sad, huh? <laughs> I Holly, love that's a, that's that dog. A allegory for life. We might love someone. They might be our best friends. But sometimes we want to kill them. Uh-huh. It doesn't it's mean we don't so love true. them. It's so true. And let me tell you, <laughs> he purposely is so cute and so snuggly and so sweet. Because if he wasn't, he would have been gone a long time ago. Well, that's why babies are so cute. Uh huh. Because they, you know, one minute you want to kill them, but, but some, you can't because they're so adorable. Matt, some babies aren't cute. That's true. <laughs> some be bad monkey babies. And those babies, I'm like, ooh, I feel bad for your parents at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um, we have uh, we have a mutual friend, uh, Heather and and Randon. Uh huh. Are you going to talk about their baby? I'm just going to say. I haven't ever really looked at their baby up close, but there's a rare, rare, rare thing to happen. Whenever I see a baby and I say that baby is as cute as my baby ever was, yeah, that almost never happens. Yeah. But that baby is dang cute. I know. James is adorable. <laughs> adorable. Yeah. And he, just the easiest baby, just mm-hmm. will sit and look very curious. Mm-hmm. Oh. I if I would steal a baby, it would be James. <laughs> but most most babies I encounter though are are uh, ugly. Yeah, They're just terrible looking. Not all babies. I not just, most I babies. Said, you know, most most babies compared to my baby. I've seen <laughs> just who's just you know it, it, worthy of being on baby food commercials and diaper boxes for years to come both of your babies though (laughs) okay i'm about to get real with you for a minute go ahead johnny was way cuter than eli ever was (sighs) they were they were (laughs) they were different cute because johnny was that chubby cute yeah elijah eli Eli was more like stereotypical baby elijah was vassar he yeah. was all Vassar. Yeah. Looked like Jaren from the day yeah. that he was born. Absolutely. And do you know, I told Tina that the first time that he came to church. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Jaren is Deidre's nephew, Deidre's sister's son. Because mm-hmm. I'm saying names that people are like, uh. <laughs> We don't know any of these people. <laughs> We're listening for entertainment. <laughs> and then Tina is Deidre's mom. <laughs> um, so I told Deidre's mom, he looks just like his cousin. And Tina was like, 
No, he looks nothing. He's a coker. He looks Mm-mm, nothing yeah. like Jaren. I'm no, like, I saw Jaren right away. Thank you. Yeah. Thank and always, you. And it just continued as he got older. Yes. Yeah. And it's been, I think, in the last maybe year and a half that Daedra's like, he really does look like Jaren. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Been saying it since day one. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. <laughs> Whereas Johnny Johnny's is a coker. All coker. Yep. Yeah. Got the coker nose, the coker chubby cheeks. Yep. The whole nine. Although, I can't figure out who you look like. You don't look like your mom or your dad to me. I am a, I am almost a perfect mixture of my mom and my dad's features, so I do come off like a different person. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I have my dad's nose, I have my mom's kind of jaw, but I can't cover that with a beard. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain things that you could see if we were standing right next to each other, but... Nope, I've never seen it. Yeah. Even <clears throat> at birthday parties and whatnot, I'm like... No, I don't. He must be adopted. (laughs) (laughs) And you're so much younger than your brothers. It just makes sense. I am, yeah. (laughs) But you and Chris look alike. Your nephew. Yes. Which is weird. Yeah. Which, yeah. I don't know. It is strange. Okay. So, fun family facts with Matt. I'm like, wait, what? No. I look (laughs) look like your husband? Yeah, you're really an Oaks, Matt. Like, Mo, I think you're spending too much time with me. You're starting to see me as other men. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is just what I do in social settings because I get slightly awkward. Mm-hmm. So at birthday parties and whatnot, when we've been around both of your families, I'm like, okay, who does Eli look like? Who does Johnny gonna, look like? I'm going to talk. I'm just going to have Wait, this eternal game. Who does Matt look like? Because Matt doesn't look like any. Well, he kind of looks like his nephew, but who do they look like? <laughs> That's what I do. And what's weird is that my nephew's dad, my brother Rob, doesn't look like anybody in our family at all. No? To the point where I honestly did think he was adopted. I had this whole conspiracy theory in my head that my parents were lying to all of us about because they didn't want to hurt his feelings or whatever. Because he's, I mean, he's short. He's got black hair instead of blonde hair. He's just, he's rude and has a completely different personality than everybody else and it's like this dude does not he's not one of us one of these things is not like the others what went wrong here uh, wow well it's a good thing that he had his son then because yeah, his son was they, his yeah. saving now grace was proof. Proof. those genes are in there somewhere yep they're just hidden they're deep just, down they're just deeply stonewashed how All was right. your week matt uh well we found out that the uh, board game company that we use to design our board games uh, quit offering the box that we chose mm-hmm. for Judge Not and for Church Kerfuffle. And instead of like sending an email out saying that and saying, hey, you're going to need to produce a design for a different size box, get your game in that way, they just pulled our games off the you know availability roster nice so that that was kind of them so right before you know christmas buying season too oh, yeah. so if you were looking for judge not or church kerfuffle i apologize it will not be ready in time for christmas this year because mm-hmm. um, it takes a you know because they're they're made to order mm-hmm. so it takes them like nearly two months to get it to you to begin with so it's gonna I don't have the time to design a whole thing like this week and get it ready for people to order it in time for Christmas. Why not, so, Matt? 
because I'm too busy. What do you I, do with your day anyway? I made the dumb decision to start a radio station <laughs> and, and then make content for a morning show. That was not a dumb four decision. Four days. No, I know, but it does take up it's a not whole a dumb heck decision. ton of my time. Goodness gracious, I don't know if I'd. Uh, I don't know if I would have done it yet. Had I realized how much time it would have taken, really, at the time, yeah, I would. I probably would have waited until I could quit one of my part-time jobs because mm. it's just, whew, it's a lot. But well, you know there's what? no going back there's now. No, yeah, there's no going back now. Sorry for no you. No use crying over spilled milk, right? <laughs> Although it's not paying the bills, so <laughs> currently not. We are we are sitting at uh, one sixth of our goal before the end of the year. To uh, to help fund Macro Radio moving forward, so if you'd like to partner with us, uh, even for like a cup of coffee a month, you know, five bucks a month, that would be fantastic. Right. Just we- visit uh, visit macroradio.com and click on our donate button, or you can go to patreon.com slash macroradio if you're interested in helping us out, helping us grow, keeping us moving. Speaking of uh, board games, the friend that we made through... Hmm. Uh, well, the friend that basically introduced us to this whole world of creating your own board and card games, right. Mike Mordanga, uh, creator of Sunday School Answers, uh, he forced a bot to listen to 1,000 hours of our morning show and former podcast and then had it write a small transcript of our podcast for us. <laughs> so we're going to act that out for you right oh now. Uh, I will read the uh, descriptions and the names and uh, then we'll do the voices. Uh, and well, let's just go (laughs) in a back row daytime, Matt Coker and McHan Oak are at a potluck supper podcasting on the radio. Matt is wearing the Avengers, but only on the bottom half. Megan becomes a tree. Matt, does God have title belts? Megan hiding the title belts by grace alone. (laughs) Matt checks his Joel Osteen watch. It says doom. He shrugs charismatically. Megan helps herself to a serving of righteous casserole. It was not southern enough. Matt, let's play a game, Megan. Okay. Matt throws a devotional at Megan's head. Ow! Matt, you win. (laughs) Lauren Daigle taps Matt on the shoulder. She is not made out of tattoos, and Matt knows it. Megan takes a sip of the homemade New England clam chowder. It is very Southern. <laughs> Lauren. I made a song. Matt. Let's hear it. She ascends into heaven. <laughs> a pastor that nobody knows shows up. He is holding two stone tablets. Matt is jealous. A pastor. I am on the back rub Baptist. Matt. Give us some sins. Megan. My husband has some. <laughs> The pastor leaves with a kerfuffle, but he will not be judged. Megan. Matt, you need a confession. Matt. AJ Styles is my favorite DC talk. Matt lifts up his beard. There is a tattoo that says, Jesus is my top 40 hits. Megan approves Pentecostally. Matt. Join us next time. We discuss the top five Moseses. Number two will shock you. He ascends into heaven. (laughs) Uh, when he posted that, I said, I don't understand what you're talking about. This is the exact transcript of one of our shows from last week. 
Uh, this is just, you know, it's really weird. I don't know if you've seen this. This is basically a meme, and I, I know it's not 100%. This is what he did. He didn't make a bot listen to a thousand hours of our podcast. But, uh, I really thought he did. There is a, yeah, but <laughs> this is something that's been happening. Uh, a meme that's been happening around the internet where, quote unquote, they make a bot listen to a thousand hours of something, and then they make this horrible, weird concoction of uh what it could be but as i'm reading through it though i don't know if he actually wrote this himself or if there is some sort of bot out there that'll do it based on some amount of things but i'm trying to pick apart some of it and a pastor that nobody knows shows up (laughs) and i'm thinking that's got to be kevin well yeah It, and he's on the back rub the Baptist. back rub Baptist. <laughs> uh, oh. And I am often jealous of <laughs> Pastor leaves with a kerfuffle, but he will not be judged. I mean, I'm just that that describes Kevin to a T. <laughs> <laughs> it is how he left Highland <laughs> with a kerfuffle, but not being judged. <laughs> I will not be judged. We're going to take a break right there. It is the Back Row Rewind, and this is a classic episode of the Back Row Morning Show from, uh, well, a while ago. Uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to be talking about how pastors apparently can't even eat in the common room at a college anymore. Let's go. You're listening to the Back Row Rewind, the best of Matt and Moe. Hey everyone, I'm John Brady, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today, I'm reviewing the tabletop game, Seven Wonders. Over the span of three ages, construct your city to become the most prestigious and powerful civilization. Gather resources, develop military facilities, discover new technologies and trade routes, and build one of the seven ancient wonders of the world. Let's look at the facts on Seven Wonders by designer Antoine Bauza. F. Fun Factor It scales perfectly, maintaining the same quick pace no matter the player count. Player interaction is great, encouraging everyone to keep an eye on the action around the table. A. Art and Aesthetics The second edition is a moderate improvement over the original, enlarging the art on cards and making the iconography much easier to interpret. Component quality is nice. It's an attractive and clean production. C. Complexity. Sitting on the heavier side of family weight games, those familiar with modern gaming will adjust quickly to the play. The most confusing aspect is scoring for science cards, which always seems to confound new participants. T. Theme. Though thin, the theme shines due to the art and the interaction between cards. Players comprise the map as they sit around the table, interacting solely with their neighbors to the left and right. S. Strategy and skill. Luck abounds here due to the random nature of cards being passed. It's best to pick a couple of strategies early, but be flexible if the cards you want don't show up. 
Seven Wonders was the game that reignited my love of board games and was my first modern tabletop acquisition. It's a worthy addition to any collection. I give the tabletop game Seven Wonders a 9 out of 10. I'm John Brady, and remember, what happens in Babylon stays in Babylon. Listening to the Back Row Rewind, the best of Matt and Mo. Welcome back to the Back Row Rewind as we bring you this classic episode of the Back Row Morning Show. What we're going to be talking about is worship music manipulative. But first up, we're going to be talking about how pastors are barely allowed on campus anymore. Here we go. back to the Back Row Morning Show here on Back Row Radio. Matt and Mo in the studio today bringing you some fun facts. Hey, Mo. Hey, Matthew. Hit us with some factual knowledge. But I don't want to. But, but why? I don't know, because it's, it's Monday. Job. It's your job. You have still not paid me yet, so you can't say that it's my job. I have given you 50% of all profit made. That's nothing. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not for profit business here. (laughs) Whatever. I feel like we should be like more well known then because you know it's the nonprofit doctors that are most well known and nonprofit surgeons. Why is it that nonprofit radio hosts are not well known? I don't know any nonprofit surgeons. They're on all the television shows. Oh. We should have a television show. We should have a television Okay, so that's what you're getting at. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> I'm trying to bring it back to our YouTube channel, which you refused to do again. It was so. fun, I admit. But it's much more work working with video than audio. Whatever. All right. Uh, plus, you got to look good. It I just won't. never looked good. Did you notice... <laughs> sitting sitting there looking at both of us behind a desk. I took up like my whole side of the camera and you were like over here with like a third of the screen and then blank above your head and around you. I felt like we were very weirdly proportioned Matt, to be on video. You're about to like be my absolute best friend. Are you telling me that it's okay for me to gain weight? So that on our YouTube channel, I would look more proportionate to you. If you want to gain as much weight as it would take for you to look the same size as me, I would appreciate it. But I'm not, I'm not sure that I should be the one giving you permission. And it's also not that healthy. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> It'd be so much easier than trying to lose weight, though. Right. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Random facts. Here we go. Number one, listening to music you enjoy listening to music you enjoy causes your brain to release dopamine, boosting your mood and making you feel good. That's why you're listening to Back Row Radio. Every day, all right? day. Er day all day. Er day, er day. That's right. Uh, number two, one in ten thousand people have their internal organs reversed. So what one in ten thousand people. The x-ray on the Scrubs intro is accurate. What does that mean? They didn't realize when they... at the end. Have you seen Scrubs? No, I hate that show. Okay, but have you seen it? Not enough to remember it. Do you don't remember the opening? No. Where it's like a, that song. 
some Superman theme song. I don't remember. Nope. But anyway, uh, at the end to put up the logo of the show, they put up this X-ray on a you know a lit up background, mm-hmm. but the X-ray is backwards, and they didn't realize that until a bunch of like medical people and fans started pointing it out and so like in season seven or whatever they winked at it and they had someone come up and pull it up and said this has always bugged me flipped it around and put it back up so yeah huh so for one in ten thousand of you it's not backwards well then number three though the average age of <clears throat> sorry though the average age <laughs> rude <laughs> Though the average age of the signers of the Declaration of Independence was 44, more than a dozen of them were 35 or younger. Wow. I've never really thought of the the median age of... Who signed of the, the Declaration? The of the Decla- but I always envisioned... Old men. Old people. 50s, it's because 60s. of their head. Or their head. Their <laughs> hair. <laughs> Look at all them old heads they got in that painting there. Mm. Their hair. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. I guess they still did that whole the wig, wig powdered wig thing uh-huh. back then. That's strange. That's something like you... I'm I'm thirty five or younger. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. That's something you didn't learn in history class. Mm-hmm. Um there is no state in the US where a forty hour minimum wage work week is enough to afford a two bedroom apartment. That's just That's sad. sad. That's, that's really sad. sad. But that's especially true here. You mean in Clovis? In Clovis, New Mexico. Yeah. Deidre, yeah, Deidre and I figured out that if we just moved to Lubbock, the same amount of money that we paid in rent uh, for the last two houses that we had before we started buying this one would have gotten us a house twice as big yeah. in Lubbock in a nicer neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's because the base... Yeah, it is because it's it's basically a supply and demand situation here. Yeah. It's like, yep, it's in housing is in high demand, so we're gonna roll out the prices. Well, and because airmen get a certain amount of money for housing, mm-hmm. and so yeah. real estate brokers in the town were like, "Hey, we'll make give us all of that. <laughs> uh-huh. We'll make rent match what they get." <laughs> And leave them no room for electricity or trash or water or any other housing expenses. <laughs> they have to pay all of their housing in rent. Okay, <laughs> lastly, in Dubai, you can Uber a helicopter instead of a taxi. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. I'd be doing it just to... Just to get a helicopter ride. <laughs> hey, I want to go here, but 30 minutes from now. So just take me up there for 30 minutes and drop me off here. That would probably be so expensive, though. Right, I bet. But, hey, it might be worth it for just one time. Have you used Uber? No. It's really cool. Yeah. Although... I feel like... I feel like it would be just as good as a taxi. Yeah, but you're not hailing one and you're not waiting. Like, you set on your phone... Yeah. The only time I ever used a taxi was in Las Vegas, and they're waiting on you. So, oh, I mean, I'm, yeah, I've never had to hail one. Yeah. But I just remember those experiences weren't that great. 
the Las Vegas taxis. Yeah. So I could imagine an Uber would be better mm-hmm. because they're like rated. And yeah. They're, they're wanting to make sure that you have a good experience. So you rate them higher. So they mm-hmm. get, I don't know, do they get paid more? I'm assuming them. they get a higher percentage of the total. I am not certain how it works. I would works. assume it would have to work something like that because there'd have to be an actual reward system. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure. I know when I went to Denver, um, for that training that I did while I was yeah. still working, yeah. we used an Uber to get everywhere unless we were walking. But I wish that there was a way on the app to say whether or not you want a friendly Uber driver or one that will engage you in conversation. Because when we left, we had to get up at 4.30 to catch a 6 o'clock flight. And the lady, the Uber driver, was far too chipper (laughs) for 5 o'clock in the morning. I was not having it. I was not okay with it. The sun was not even up, and she was talking about everything under the sun. I didn't want to hear about it. How much more would it be for you to shut up? Right? Can you just (laughs) Just be quiet? Tack that on to the total. Yep. But then there was one Uber driver, Matt. His car was decked out. He had chargers for every kind of possible phone that you might have for ipads for your um computers everything was hooked up he had cold water bottles waiting for you he had led lights in there it was like (laughs) yep this is the pimp my ride version it was of the uber driver then one of our uber drivers was high Ooh. yeah well that's fun got in the car sat down and looked at my boss and she looked at me and we were like yeah, it smells like weed in here. <laughs> <laughs> just, just incense. He uh, was the most careful driver, though, <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> we went four miles an hour. <laughs> All right. All right. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> no, I had, we went, when we were in Vegas, we did several taxis, and we had cash for everything. We we'd brought cash for almost the whole trip. Mm-hmm. And... We had run out on the last day to get to the airport, but I hadn't heard that they had, you know, the ability to swipe a card that most taxis would. I thought, and if any place would, it would be Las Vegas, Vegas where there's so course. many taxis and there's got to be situations where people have to swipe. Yeah. So we're driving to the airport. I said, so we're, we're out of cash. You have a, an ability to swipe. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm like, oh, what do we do? And at first, it looked like he was just going to kick us out. Right. And I said, can we stop at a gas station so I could pull money out of an ATM? And he was very reluctant about it. I'm like, I will get you money. So he finally said, okay. <laughs> he pulled off. But yeah, that was that was frightening. <laughs> he was he was just in immediately. What? You Panic don't mode. have cash? You got in my car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry you're not in the future with the rest of us <laughs> who's had mobile swiping for years. All right. Hey, <laughs> artist updates. <laughs> uh, Mandisa was getting honest over the weekend. She posted social media can be a highlight reel. But please know that I'm 42, have gray hairs, still get pimples on my chin, regularly battle insecurity about my weight, my appearance, my voice, and whether people like me. I am not always smiling and happy. I often put my foot in my mouth and say the wrong thing. I get lonely. I cry. I yell. I make mistakes. 
Hmm. In other words, she was trying to break the false narrative of social media because mm-hmm. that's what we tend to do is put all the best things and happy things. And then on the flip side, we tend to look at everybody else's social media and say, gosh, they really have their life together. Mm-hmm. Why don't I have my life together? But, uh, yeah, a little, little more honesty over the weekend, which is refreshing because we're getting it from someone highly revered in the Christian community. Yeah. Yeah, Mendes is one of the most popular uh, CCM artists out there. Yeah. And uh, for her to be that vulnerable, which she's kind of done. She's kind of done that a lot over the years, especially like in regards to her weight. She's she's discussed that a lot. Yeah. About her, her appearance issues, her self-esteem and stuff like that. Um, but I think it's very brave of her to be willing to be that vulnerable. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. On social media. Yep. And help everyone to remember that. Good, uh, Good for her. Yeah, well, Absolutely. to help everyone, yeah, help everyone remember that it's it's uh, a little bit of a facade that mm-hmm. everyone else puts on. It's true. <laughs> yeah, I've had the urge though to like post real life moments, but then I kind of talk myself out of it because I'm like somebody's going to end up turning me in to CYFD or CPS <laughs> for child abuse or. Or turning me into some of their psychiatrist friends for (laughs) being on the verge of depression. Mental collapse. Right? (laughs) There's obviously something wrong. That's all she posts. Right? It's real life. (laughs) She's having another bad day. (laughs) She needs to get it together. But then, I mean, I feel like on social media, those are the two options. You either have the people that only post all the great, glorious things, and even even if it, there's something that they're complaining about, it's always ending with a, but I learned a lesson from yeah. this kind of thing. Or there's the people that all they post is like subtweets and anger and complaints and mm-hmm. yelling and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And there's no balance. I don't. There's very few people that I've ever seen on social media that have a good balance of reality and you know, optimism yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it's weird. Social media is a lie. It is a lie. <laughs> it's fun to keep in touch with people. Sure. It's fun to document memories. It's, yeah, gosh. It is really strange what's become of the internet just in the last 10 years. I mean, 2005, Facebook was barely a thing. Yeah. And now it's the... Was it a thing? Because I think I still had a MySpace. Oh, yeah. No, MySpace was the most popular. MySpace... I remember when it was MySpace versus Facebook. And I was even one of those people that were like, I'm never leaving MySpace for Facebook. Right? And if MySpace was still a thing, I don't think I'd have a Facebook, to be totally honest. Well, MySpace is still a thing, but not the way it was. Now it's like a music-oriented thing. Do you know, though, that's why I liked MySpace. Because I could have a top ten playlist, playlist, right? <laughs> and and play, could, and you could put your own background on the page, right? And you could choose your top eight friends, exactly. <laughs> and when one of my friends did something that really offended me, you moved down. You're out the top eight, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you are no longer number one. You're number two now. <laughs> But then there were those people that would, like, change their settings to where they could have their top 256. What? I'm like, come on, that's not even... Like, I don't want to offend anybody. They have 257 (laughs) friends. (laughs) Except for Frank. (laughs) (laughs) 
Whoever's in the doghouse. Nope. <laughs> you know, one below being on the page, my friend. Right. You better get your act together. You are the only person not in my top list. <laughs> yeah. I do miss MySpace, MySpace so much. MySpace was fun. And I can remember Topher was born in 2005, mm-hmm. although he was born at the end of 2005. But I didn't have social media of any kind until after he was born. Mm. So that's... How I, when I like try to think back to years, what year this happened in and whatnot, I just think of how old my kids were. Yeah. It's the best way for me to do it now. (laughs) Well, then there's the other thing like YouTube. YouTube didn't start until 2006. Hmm. It's barely 12 years old, but it feels like it's so ingrained in our culture. It feels like it's been around forever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just weird. You know, it's weird. I've got to tell you, I'm incredibly thankful for YouTube. Yeah. As a mom with middle schoolers, I cannot tell you how many times this year, this school year, we are only 11 weeks into the school year, YouTube has saved my life, my kids' life, and their homework, specifically with Cannon, because he's in band. Mm-hmm. And so trying to learn how to play a song or hit a certain note or whatever. Well, guess what? I've never played the clarinet. I don't know how to properly hold the clarinet or, you know, what notes or what or how finger placement or whatever. YouTube does. Yep. YouTube will have a high two for anything. Uh-huh. I've been able to do a lot of car-related things I yep. never would have been able to do yep. thanks to YouTube. Solve math problems, long division, short division, <laughs> algebra, everything. You just type it in that search bar. They've got a lesson for everything. Avoid society. Right? Shut yourself off from the world for a while. It's brilliant. You know, I've gotten to the point to where I think school is going to become a thing of the past. We don't even need to go to school anymore. Right. Just let our kids just do their lessons on YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah. Get YouTube and then get your uh, Amazon Echo to answer all your math questions. Exactly. <laughs> and spell all your spelling words. Yep. Now, <laughs> have you seen the Echo for Kids, the Kids Edition that no. they came out with? Yeah. One of the, you know, they have it set up specifically for kids so they can't get in, they can't order stuff and Smart. they can't hear explicit stuff and all that. Um, but they also have a lot of extra stuff that you can subscribe to for like three bucks a month mm-hmm. uh, for the kids. And um, But one of the things in the video was, how do you spell pterodactyl? <laughs> so they're doing her homework. <laughs> I'm like, that's cheating. You can't do that. This is spelling homework. <laughs> Whenever I've done my Bible study homework, which is few and far between, and I have to read a verse from somewhere else, like cross-reference a verse. Mm-hmm. Alexa, <laughs> what does Second Corinthians two thirteen say? Second <laughs> Corinthians two thirteen. <clears throat> I wonder how many Alexas just went off. Oh, probably. I barely whisper Alexa, and it'll hear me from across the room. Have you noticed that the new Alexa commercials, like the person doesn't say Alexa? You'll have to watch it now on TV whenever you see an Alexa commercial because. Commercials were making people's Alexas go off. And it'll say, add bananas to my shopping list. That's what the commercial is, you know. But instead of saying Alexa, they like muffle it and mumble it to where it's the person's like, Alexa, add bananas to my shopping list. Yeah, so that your Alexa doesn't add bananas to your shopping list from the commercial (laughs) on the television. Yeah, I remember they started started doing that with Siri. Like that was the original thing that, that... 
advertisers started doing. Yeah. I think it was like, I don't know if it was Burger King or it was something. Something at the end of the commercial, they're like, Siri, uh, take me to the, or find me the nearest Burger King or something like that. And everybody's phone went off. And that was exactly what they were trying to do. They just had a guy up there saying it, holding his phone. <laughs> and I'm surprised my phone didn't go off, but hey, I'm okay with that. <laughs> everybody lost their mind about it. Yeah. Like, you can't do that. You can't force yourself onto our electronics. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. So I think they came, I think FCC had to come up with rules against that. Yeah. So maybe Alexa can't even do that, even if it's advertising their own thing. Yeah. Maybe they're not allowed to say it so vocally. But yeah. Um, it's also fun if you're a fan of wrestling uh, because there's a prominent female wrestler named Alexa Bliss. Oh, yeah. And so they always say Alexa all the time on that. So if you're, <laughs> I have to listen with a headphone in on my laptop so my thing doesn't keep going off. That's kind of funny. Anytime there's a match with Alexa Bliss, who's my favorite female wrestler. Mm-hmm. All right. Who's the the redhead? Oh, Becky Lynch. Yeah. She's champion she's right now. She's my favorite. She's champion and she's... and Oh, gosh, it's so funny. Sorry, everybody who doesn't like wrestling will take two seconds here. Uh, she's... <laughs> she turned... Or they tried to turn her heel, bad guy. And nobody's having it. Really? Everybody's still cheering her. They even had to do the, the resort to the whole she comes out and insults all the audience and everything. Everyone's like, oh, Becky. You deserve it. You Aww. deserve it. And so, but they're still hanging on to it, trying to make her this bad guy. Not and, working. Uh, yeah, it's just not happening. <laughs> but, uh, but she's champion right now, and she deserves it for sure because she's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, they need to make her. They need to make her into a Stone Cold Steve Austin character, who was a good guy, or he was an anti-hero, like Deadpool. You know, yeah, he's, he's doing good things, but he's acting like a turd about uh-huh. it. You know, mm-hmm. disrespecting authority and looking out for number one. That's what that's what she needs, and that's what her character could pull off. Yeah, but I don't know if they're going to pull the trigger on that route or not. But they might have to because just the fans won't. Let it go another direction. That reminds me of Ronda Rousey, though. And I don't like Ronda Rousey. Well, yeah, all. and I think that that's what they were going to go for with Ronda Rousey. But people love her, too. And, and Ronda really, lo- Ronda really loves being in the WWE. Ugh. Like, you can tell she's just a fangirl living out her dream of actually doing this. Ugh. And so everybody loves her, and she loves it, and it's great. Whatever. <laughs> Least favorite ever. As a wrestler, she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I didn't like her as a person in the UFC, but as a wrestler, she's great. She's really good, both athletically and just as the character that she's playing, which is basically just her. Uh, I like her. She has like the easiest job ever Yeah. in the WWE. Let me play this character that's just me. Right. There's a lot of people that do that. Whatever. It's only the, it's only the weirdos that need... Put on uh No, I feel like Undertaker masks and whatnot. <laughs> but I, no, I feel like they're all playing the a character masks. that is not themselves. Like Ronda mm. Rousey came into it as herself. Well kind of. And it's yeah. because she couldn't play a character because everybody already knew her from mm-hmm. the UFC. You yeah. know, she couldn't dare turn a spin on who she was. Yeah. 
But then again, there's quite a few characters like Charlotte Flair and, and Becky Lynch who are just, just kind of playing slightly amped up versions of their actual selves. Yeah. Uh, well, I can see Charlotte uh, Flair because she kind of grew up. Right, in, in, the, in the business. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we were not supposed to talk about this. <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, goodness, we've been talking about this for 10 minutes. Yeah, we, were, uh, we weren't supposed to do this. Go. Here we go. Uh, another artist. <laughs> <laughs> 10th Avenue North's Mike Donahue is especially thankful for FaceTime. He posted, can we just take a second and thank the Lord for whoever created FaceTime? Traveling is never easy, but man, it's a little lighter when I get to see the faces of my kids. Mm. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. That's what I, I really liked that, too, um, when we went to this last summit. Yeah. Being able to see my wife and my kids. Uh, it's just it's something different about it when you can actually see them yeah. and interact with them that way, not just hearing them over the phone. Mm-hmm. But have you heard Have you heard the new thing from Facebook? The Facebook portals? No. It is literally a screen, a video screen that you put up in your house that... Through Messenger, people can just pop up. Like, there's no answering. And see what's going on in your house? They just pop up to talk to you. Heck no. And the thing follows you. It's oh, I have swivel. seen it. Yeah. I have seen it. Yeah. There's no answering? Like it. Well, just... I, think, I think what it is is you have to set it up but with certain people where they can just, you know, pop in. But you have to, like, set it up initially. Like so I didn't realize pop in. I didn't realize that it was through Facebook. Yeah. I saw like a portion of the commercial mm. and I was like, "Hey, that's kind of cool because it does follow you as you're walking," which I yeah. thought that's that's genius. Right. Until I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> like <laughs> Well, I'm just thinking Gosh, you and your spouse better not be getting amorous in the living room. Right? <laughs> you got to keep... Everything's got to be away from these screens that will turn to follow you. Yeah. We'll find the face. Where are you at? We'll see. And with <laughs> our houses, the way that both of our houses are set up, mm-hmm. if you put it in our main living area, that would show pretty much most of the house unless yeah. you're behind a closed door. Right. You know, you could see your <laughs> kitchen and your hallway and your front door and... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you and Deidre better not be doing anything. <laughs> Nothing in the living room. Anywhere else. Anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for you. <laughs> All right, real quick, because uh, we teased this. Uh, we talked last week about an atheist organization fighting to cut all members or sorry, mentions of prayer and God from school and discuss how we think it should be handled. Different kind of story this week. Uh, a community college in Michigan has canceled its annual Montcalm County pastor's appreciation lunch after a member a singular member of an atheist organization complained according to christian news uh mitch kale kale yeah kale co-founder of the michigan association of civil rights activists filed the complaint saying the lunch violated the constitution law uh, on separation of church and state which is not a thing montcalm community college bob ferentino said that the event was for fellowship for pastors. So this wasn't even a thing where they were inviting any members of the public. It wasn't a proselytizing event. Nobody was going to be on a microphone or a megaphone or anything. It was just a, hey, pastors in the community, come have this fellowship lunch, y'all together, all of you who are already believers right? and nobody else. But because it was being held on a community college campus, that was the problem. Um, 
we felt that it was kind of harmless. The the Bob Ferentino said it was certainly not in any way, shape, or form advancing any religion. This was not the intention at all. It was more intended to provide professional development and fellowship for pastors in the community who don't often get together. But because of this one complaint, uh, hey, those are Christians congregating on public property. It's gone forever. It was an annual thing, and it's gone forever. I, You know what I'm learning from this? Hmm. We need to complain more. <laughs> right? We're not being squeaky wheel enough. We really aren't. But then again, there are some Christians that are plenty squeaky wheel for all of us. <laughs> okay, but I feel like those Christians... But this situation... They're... They may not be articulate enough to get the point across, and so people just ignore what they really have to say instead of hearing them at face value. So we I feel like any time there's a Christian being represented, a complaining Christian being represented on the news or whatever, it's always some weird backwoods redneck. You know what? I ain't, I ain't never done nothing that never. You know, I God I never hurt never. nobody. <laughs> I, I never done know. anything wrong to nobody. Arms. All, all I'm trying to do is just love God and love people, and I don't, know, I don't know what y'all want me to do anymore. I, I just can't. I don't know. I don't know. That they're my people. I grew up with them. Right. <laughs> oh wait a minute! I recognize that accent. <laughs> no, um, that's yeah. my first cousin, but no, I Rebecca. It. I get it. I get it. Oh, I just find it dumb that this specific event. So I understand the prayer thing, like we talked about last week. Mm -hmm. I understand why people could be offended by that. How are you offended by a group of people having lunch that are not holding some sort of anything to convert anybody else that nobody else would even be there? The only people that would be there are Christian pastors. How is that infringing on any... Okay, so I've got a call to action for all of our listeners. Because we've mm -hmm. got quite a few of them, right? I would assume so. Okay, so here's the at thing. Least, at least four. <laughs> here's the thing, okay? I just want to... Like, I want to see... How many people get behind me on this? And maybe in a couple years we'll hear, like, a, a different news story. Okay? Matt! Dang it, every week. I forget to turn off my... I'm trying to be serious I'm here. sorry. Okay, so it is my personal belief that people who take such offense to religious gatherings in any form or fashion are feeling convicted. Mm. Okay? If you're not convicted, then you don't care. You're right, you're not offended. If you, yeah. you know what I mean? So... We know this boy's name, and I say boy because... <laughs> boy! Boy. So, all of our listeners, of for the next week... Of Kale. Let's pray for <laughs> Mitch Kale, okay? The as worst you, of all vegetables. As you do your daily prayers, add him to your prayer list, Mitch Kale. <laughs> just pray that God would send somebody in his life that would just speak truth to him, that would be a good example, that would be a loving example... And and let's watch a big miracle happen and take place. That's I think it'd be so that's cool. That's actually pretty cool. I like that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take one more break here on Back Row Rewind. And when we get back is worship music 
manipulative. Stick around. You're listening to the Back Row Rewind, the best of Matt and Moe. Humanity. Humans will hurt you. Humans will lie to you. Humans will let you down. For those of you who think that quote sounds vaguely familiar, that may be because you've heard the infamous Olivia Pope from the television show Scandal say those very words when encouraging one of her gladiators. If you look up human in Webster's Dictionary, you'll see one of the synonyms listed is mortal. Likewise, if you look up God in Webster's, you'll note one of the synonyms listed is immortal. While it is our aim to live a Christ-like life, we as humans are just simply not equipped with the same capabilities of God. After all, we are human, flawed, sinful, and more than capable of messing things up. Even knowing this about ourselves, we so often put godly expectations on the people in our lives. Friends, family, co-workers, even strangers at the checkout line. We expect grace to be given when we're falling short, but somehow find it far beyond our own abilities to extend the same grace when others have failed us in some way. We find ourselves walking around under the impression that we have no problems loving our neighbor until that neighbor believes differently or supports a presidential candidate different from us. Or, here's a little bit of reality for you, I love my children more than I ever truly thought I was capable of loving, but even after my patience is worn, the day is done, and I hear fighting from the other room, I catch myself eagerly dreaming of what solace I will receive when they're all off at college. They will go to college. Even with the greatest of efforts on our part, we will never truly love like our father does. If every Joe Schmo we encountered gave us the same unfailing, unending, unconditional love and mercy of the Lord, then would our appreciation of the Lord's love for us diminish? Would it devalue our need for a Savior and the need for the cross? Galatians 5 reminds us the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Did you catch that? Verse 25 says, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Not let us be the Spirit, but let us keep in step. Walking alongside, remembering that we are in fact created human and in need of a Savior. When we are willing to be honest about our own humanity, I'm willing to bet we would be far more understanding of the humanity and imperfectness of those around us. Listening to the Back Row Rewind, the best of Matt and Mo. Welcome back to the Back Row Rewind, and it's the final segment of our show today. And the main topic is worship music manipulative. It's an interesting discussion. Let's go. Here's the news American pastor Andrew Brunson has been released after being detained for two years in Turkey. At a hearing Friday morning, a Turkish court freed him from judicial control, which 
his uh, house arrest and travel ban, despite a guilty verdict sentencing him to three years, one month, and 15 days in prison, Brunson returned home to the United States last Friday due to good behavior and uh, time already served. Hmm. President Donald Trump met with this American pastor, Andrew Brunson, in the Oval Office on Saturday. Uh, and this is last weekend, not this previous uh, couple days. Uh, one day after he was released from detention uh, in Turkey, Brunson was released on Friday after nearly two years uh, on terrorism charges because he's a Christian spreading the gospel. Well then. In Turkey. Uh, Brunson was released on Friday. And uh, sitting in the Oval Office with Brunson, Trump congratulated the pastor repeatedly and thanked Turkish President uh, Recep Tayyip Erdogan. This is a Game of Thrones character, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it to me. Erdogan. Uh, for facilitating the release, Brunson later asked to pray over the president. Kneeling before Trump, Brunson asked God to give the president supernatural wisdom to lead the country. Really nice dude. Mm -hmm. Glad he's home. I have to tell you, though, like, sitting in the Oval Office has lost all... I can't think of Granger. the word. Thank you. <laughs> Stature? Status? Since... Glory? Since the president met with Kanye. Oh, I thought you were referring to since the sitting president got a uh, uh, sexual favor done at the desk in the Oval Office. That's not what I was going with. <laughs> that's the last time I had any respect for that room. <laughs> sure. <clears throat> Although, ha did you hear about Donald Trump meeting with Kanye West? Oh yeah, I heard. I heard the whole the whole spiel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the president. So, what is it like to be in the Oval Office? And Kanye just goes off. <laughs> I heard the whole thing. Every word that Kanye said. <laughs> when it's over. Donald Trump's like, well, I don't know what I can add to that. I know. He rendered Trump speechless. Speechless. Because at that point, Trump couldn't. I'm, oh. I mean, Kanye is like, I don't know. I can't even. He, He's talking about how he registers as a... As as a genius that was a part of that thing how he's he's taking all the tests and he's up there with einstein and tesla <laughs> as part of this long rambling incoherent thing oh gosh well and he's talking about how the the president needs the best of the best and he should be flying in the absolute best aircraft that there is because if he doesn't look good we don't look good and if we don't look good then we lose all respect from other countries wouldn't you want your president flying in the and he's got his phone showing the and donald trump is just sitting there like nodding his head but like oh dear god what have i gotten myself into <laughs> why did i agree to this interview <laughs> and someone pointed out that he's talking about you know needing to be the best and the best and holding up his phone and yeah. his phone is like a iphone 7 <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even have the newest iPhone. It's true. <laughs> yep. Oh gosh, that was funny. Yeah. Okay. Whew. That was a weird, weird, uh, weird so derailment. But sorry. That was funny. 
Just months after Mike and Jennifer Stevens opened up their Fargo, North Dakota pizza restaurant in 2015, they saw a homeless man sitting outside of a gas station for several hours at a time. Jenny told Today, uh, Today Food, which is their food branch of today, uh, we bought we brought him a pizza. He was so thankful and so gracious. Then we ended up doing it again for a different person and again for a different person and again for another person. Uh, their kindness did not stop at individual slices, however. One year later, the family realized that they were uh, there were people going through the dumpster of the restaurant. So Mike put up a sign in the window reading, To the person going through our trash for their next meal, you're a human being and worth more than a meal from a dumpster. Please come in during operating hours for a couple of slices of hot pizza and a cup of water at no charge. No questions asked. Uh, In the past three years, collectively, the family has given away over 142,000 slices of pizza. Which is roughly the cost of, or roughly costs about seventy thousand dollars. So that's seventy thousand dollars that they have. Seventy thousand dollars worth of profit that they have given away, right? Out of the kindness of their heart, and just said, you know what? Yeah, isn't that fantastic? Mm -hmm. There's another. There's another story. I don't remember uh, the details of it, but I remember hearing it within the last couple years, where there was a pizzeria like that where. When you come in and you buy a slice, a slice of pizza is like a dollar. And people will come in and they say, uh, let me get a slice and let me get one to stay or something like that. Mm-hmm. And one to stay meant they'd write it on a note and they'd put it up on a wall. And so they've pre-bought a piece of pizza. So someone who's homeless or doesn't have the money can come in and pick it off the wall and trade it in for a slice of pizza. That's amazing. Yeah. So people like pay it forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and I think they can do that with coffee too. I think they did it with coffee and pizza. And so they keep coffee and pizza prepaid up on the wall, little post it notes. Yeah. Things like that, hearing stories like that make me want to open my own business. Right. Just to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Because it's really neat. Mm-hmm. And it serves a great purpose it for really humanity. Does. I mean, it's about, it's about uh, human decency. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So for people that can do stuff like that, keep doing it, man. Absolutely. All right, so let's talk about something slightly controversial. Uh, There's a small faction of folks that are pretty outspoken about how worship music has largely become a way to trick people Hmm. into having a spiritual experience, or at least feeling like they are, and that we ventured away from what true worship's about. Um, now, to be fair, most in this movement are referring more to what's commonly referred to as mega church worship, mm-hmm. the kind that involves lighting changes and smoke machines and a whole concert atmosphere every Sunday. Uh, but some simply refer to playing music at all, such as a worship leader playing like a light guitar part behind the pastor while he's doing the altar call, you know? God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, some think that this would emotionally manipulate someone into feeling an urge to respond. And uh-huh. that if that's the case, that's bad. So let me get some of your just initial raw thoughts on that. Is worship music emotionally manipulative, do you think? Um, I do not think worship music is I don't think that it's manipulative. I don't. Um, I can see the argument. Yeah. I can see the person's perspective. However, you personally have to be in a mindset of receiving something to be manipulated by it. So 
if you are being manipulated, quote unquote, I did air quotes, you can't see me. If your heart is changing, if you're being sensitive to something, if you feel tears welling up, chances are you're not actually being manipulated. You're being moved. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. Okay. Um, but then again, isn't most music designed to evoke something that you weren't expecting? Such sure. as if you're watching a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to cry at a movie. But Get over the it. music is typically <laughs> what makes me do it. There could be a very emotional scene happening, uh, heartbreaking or uh, you know heart welling. But if that music wasn't there, I wouldn't be responding. So is it a situation where the music is only there to force you to respond? Okay, and I don't feel like everybody is like that. No. I think that there are some people who are more sensitive to music. I am one of those people. A worship song will send me into a crying fit, whereas a sermon may or may not necessarily do it for me. Mm-hmm. This is one of those things for me, though, where <laughs> however however god speaks to you right. you have to allow him to speak and because he knows me he knows how it's i am most going to respond to the message that he's trying to give me that's through music how insensitive of me to just sit back and be like mm, i'm good i don't need to respond to that mm, i'm i don't need to be manipulated by that I question how many times in my life I would have had a big aha moment in my spirituality, will you, you know, um, if it weren't for music. Yeah. I can't think of like, sorry, I can't think of a sermon where I've been moved to my knees or moved to crying or, you know what I mean, where it's really, really hit home. But I can think of. Now, I have a few times. Many songs. But but uh, but certainly more with music, mm-hmm. um, and I would think that people people of this argument would then come back and say, "Well, that's exactly our point. Our point is, is that they are basically forcing this emotional response from you, forcing you to get to the point where, hey, we're going to make you feel like God is speaking to you through this because of this music, and so that." Without this, you wouldn't have had this spiritual experience at all. And so people see that as manipulation of emotions, which I guess technically that is because you are triggering an emotional response. But even if that's the case, I guess my argument would be is that that's not necessarily a bad thing Mm -hmm. uh, for the exact reasons that you're stating is that God speaks through music. Um, uh, as you said, like music is a big deal in my life as well. And it is in many people's lives, uh, especially in their faith journey. And, uh, as much as we love to like bag on Caleb, uh, you know, <laughs> for being sometimes sickeningly sweet, I know that there have been times in my life where God has comforted me through Caleb, mm-hmm. um, through worship music. In fact, um, most times in my life when I felt like God is, uh, truly talking to me or that I'm really connecting with, with, uh, the Holy spirit, it's been enveloped in music. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's what led me to launch back row radio. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, that's how I feel 
you know, this music is the soundtrack to my faith. And, uh, you know, back the, the difference between Backdoor Radio and K-Love, aside from playing more genres, is that, you know, K-Love, uh, their whole slogan is positive and encouraging. So most of the music that you hear won't really have a whole lot of negativity in it. Mm-hmm. While here on Backdoor Radio, we'll play songs from Christian artists that are struggling with mm-hmm. things. And maybe they don't find the resolution in that song. Right. Uh, for instance, 21 Pilots uh, has come out with their, their Trench album, which we have several of their songs on there. But uh, a lot of 21 Pilots music from the beginning has been about struggling with depression, with thoughts of suicide, with, with uh, um, low self-esteem and whatnot. And, and Trench, the, if you've seen any of the music videos associated with this, is basically this whole whole allegory to that where they've created this fake world with this fake character that pulls the main the lead singer into this depression state which they seem as a city mm-hmm. um and uh the character that that pulls him into the state is called blurry face uh, which they've hinted to in previous albums and whatnot has been a part of a song. And in these videos, even back a couple albums, every now and then you'll see the main character. He's got black ash like all over his neck and all over his hands. And that represents times when he is in this depressive state. And they've come with this, this very theatrical, these very theatrical music videos that all tie in together uh, for this new album where he wakes up in this trench, this, this kind of, um, gorge Mm -hmm. where it represents, uh, this is where you have to go to escape this city of depression and, and, and stuff like that, low self-esteem. Uh, and the only way to get out is to escape through this route. And he's in this for, for the song jumpsuit. He's in this trench and blurry face character rides up to him on a horse and he's just standing there and he gets off and the blurry face rubs his black ash on his neck. And so his neck gets, it grows into the whole thing is covered in black and he's just kind of following blurry face back to where he was. But then up on the, the, the rocks high up on the rocks are all the other people that have escaped, uh, this, this city. Mm hmm. And this represents all of his friends. I believe up there was his wife in the video, too, and and his best friend, the other member of the band. Uh, You couldn't really tell that that was them. They were all in these jumpsuits and hoods and whatnot. Yeah. But they they threw all these flower petals, which is the color yellow, which was supposed to symbolize, uh, you know, the freedom or whatever, Mm -hmm. to try and help him escape. And if you watched, you saw, as he was realizing this was happening, the black ash faded away from his neck. And that's when he was able to take off running uh, away from Blurryface. So, I mean, it's it's whole emotional thing. And, you know, there's a, a whole a thousand YouTube videos explaining all this. So you can find the whole story there. But just seeing that and knowing where I was 10 years ago mm-hmm. with depression, with my self-esteem, uh, and knowing that if I had this music then and explaining exactly and just showing exactly my struggle Mm -hmm. at the time. Number one, I would have known I wasn't alone. Mm -hmm. Number two, I would have felt like God saw me and saw that this was something happening and knew that he was putting people in in the world to help me escape, that he was, that he was there, Mm -hmm. you know, that he was my jumpsuit. (laughs) That was, that was trying to, to cover me, to, to help me escape. And, uh, 
if I didn't have that music, if I didn't have that, that uh, emotional tie in to the reality of life, like NF talks about a lot Mm -hmm. too. And you know, you and I both, both love NF. Yeah. But a lot of his music is on the darker side. It is. It's, it's, it's dealing with the reality of pain and, and emotion and self-esteem and issues like that. Uh, not trusting other people, not believing other people, uh, lies that we tell our own self and, uh, struggling with the, the good and the bad within ourselves. You know, if we don't acknowledge that happening, then we, uh, get surprised when things go south, you know, mm-hmm. in this world. So I think to have a situation where we're in church and we're letting that music speak to us and break down those barriers of our heart, break down those barriers in our minds and let God in just a little bit, mm-hmm. even if that is technically manipulative, it's for our own good, you know? Yeah. It's it's something that... That is, it's almost, I don't know, I want to equate it to a parent doing something for our own good, you know, that we might not like at the time or like me that we might not have wanted or expected. Exactly. But in the end, it's exactly what we needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, the music's supposed to be emotional, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's why, that's why it exists. Um. I think life is full of manipulative situations. Yeah. Um, Let's have a positive one. (laughs) Exactly. I think we need to take issue with it and be up in arms over it when the manipulation is to hinder us. Mm -hmm. And in this situation, manipulation through worship music, if that's what you want to call it. I even have a hard time saying that it's manipulation. Because it is a negative connotation. Exactly. Exactly. But but technically, I guess that is what it is definition-wise. Yeah. Just not, it's not negative. Exactly. It's for the positive. It's it's for our growth. And I don't know. Well, if you, if you believe like we believe, then we just reassured your beliefs. <laughs> if you don't believe like we believe, get, we can't get, be your, get your mind right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone, it is Manic Monday. Thank you for joining us. Uh, this is the end of our, or end of the top of the third hour. If you stick around, though, we'll close out the show at the end of the hour and uh, head on into the rest of your wonderful Monday. But until then, it's Manic Monday this morning. We got a little more, a little heavy on the hard rock. Just to get your week going. Um, maybe we'll throw in some 21 pilots since we were talking about them. Ooh. And uh, we'll be back. Stick around. Back Row Morning Show on this third hour of our show today. We are glad to have you with us. Our show is brought to you by Back Row Baptist, the trivia board game, the perfect game for your pastor this Christmas. Check it out on BackRowRadio.com in the game section of our store. Here's the news. American pastor Andrew Brunson has been released after being detained for two years in Turkey. At a hearing Friday morning, a Turkish court freed him from judicial control, which lifted 
his uh, house arrest and travel ban, despite a guilty verdict sentencing him to three years, one month, and 15 days in prison, Brunson returned home to the United States last Friday due to good behavior and uh, time already served. Hmm. President Donald Trump met with this American pastor, Andrew Brunson, in the Oval Office on Saturday. Uh, and this is last weekend, not this previous uh, couple days. Uh, one day after he was released from detention uh, in Turkey, Brunson was released on Friday after nearly two years uh, on terrorism charges because he's a Christian spreading the gospel. Well then. In Turkey. Uh, Brunson was released on Friday. And uh, sitting in the Oval Office with Brunson, Trump congratulated the pastor repeatedly and thanked Turkish President uh, Recep Tayyip Erdogan. This is a Game of Thrones character, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it to me. Erdogan. Uh, for facilitating the release, Brunson later asked to pray over the president. Kneeling before Trump, Brunson asked God to give the president supernatural wisdom to lead the country. Really nice dude. Mm-hmm. Glad he's home. I have to tell you, though, like, sitting in the Oval Office has lost all... I can't think of Granger. the word. Thank you. <laughs> Stature? Status? Since... Glory? Since the president met with Kanye. Oh, I thought you were referring to since the sitting president got a uh, uh, sexual favor done at the desk in the Oval Office. That's not what I was going with. <laughs> that's the last time I had any respect for that room. <laughs> sure. <clears throat> Although, ha- did you hear about Donald Trump meeting with Kanye West? Oh yeah, I heard. I heard the whole the whole spiel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the president. So, what is it like to be in the Oval Office? And Kanye just goes off. <laughs> I heard the whole thing. Every word that Kanye said. <laughs> when it's over. Donald Trump's like, well, I don't know what I can add to that. I know. He rendered Trump speechless. Speechless. Because at that point, Trump couldn't... I mean, Kanye is like... I don't know. I can't even... He's talking about how he registers as a as, as a genius that was a part of that thing. How he's he's taking all the tests and he's up there with Einstein and Tesla <laughs> as part of this long, rambling, incoherent thing. Oh gosh. Well, and he's talking about how the the president needs the best of the best, and he should be flying in the absolute best aircraft that there is because if he doesn't look good we don't look good and if we don't look good then we lose all respect from other countries wouldn't you want your president flying in the and he's got his phone showing the and donald trump is just sitting there like nodding his head but like oh dear god what have i gotten myself into (laughs) why did i agree to this interview (laughs) and someone pointed out that he's talking about you know needing to be the best and the best and holding up his phone and his phone is like a iphone 7 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't even have the newest iPhone. It's true. <laughs> yep. Oh gosh, that was funny. Yeah. Okay. Whew. That was a weird, weird, uh, weird so- derailment. But Sorry. It was funny. 
Just months after Mike and Jennifer Stevens opened up their Fargo, North Dakota pizza restaurant in 2015, they saw a homeless man sitting outside of a gas station for several hours at a time. Jenny told Today, uh, Today Food, which is their food branch of today, uh, we bought we brought him a pizza. He was so thankful and so gracious. Then we ended up doing it again for a different person and again for a different person and again for another person. Uh, their kindness did not stop at individual slices, however. One year later, the family realized that they were uh, there were people going through the dumpster of the restaurant. So Mike put up a sign in the window reading, To the person going through our trash for their next meal, you're a human being and worth more than a meal from a dumpster. Please come in during operating hours for a couple of slices of hot pizza and a cup of water at no charge. No questions asked. Uh, in the past three years, collectively, the family has given away over 142,000 slices of pizza. Which is roughly the cost of, or roughly costs about seventy thousand dollars. So that's seventy thousand dollars that they have. Seventy thousand dollars worth of profit that they yeah. have given away, right? Out of the kindness of their heart, and just said, you know what? Yeah, isn't that fantastic? Mm-hmm. There's another. There's another story. I don't remember uh, the details of it, but I remember hearing it within the last couple of years, where there was a pizzeria like that where. When you come in and you buy a slice, a slice of pizza is like a dollar. And people will come in and they say, uh, let me get a slice and let me get one to stay or something like that. Mm-hmm. And one to stay meant they'd write it on a note and they'd put it up on a wall. And so they've pre-bought a piece of pizza. So someone who's homeless or doesn't have the money can come in and pick it off the wall and trade it in for a slice of pizza. That's amazing. Yeah. So people like pay it forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and I think they can do that with coffee too. I think they did it with coffee and pizza. And so they keep coffee and pizza prepaid up on the wall, little post-it notes. Yeah. Things like that, hearing stories like that make me want to open my own business. Right. Just to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Because it's really neat. Mm-hmm. And it serves a great purpose it for really humanity. Does. I mean, it's about, it's about uh, human decency. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So for people that can do stuff like that, keep doing it, man. Absolutely. All right, so let's talk about something slightly controversial. Uh, There's a small faction of folks that are pretty outspoken about how worship music has largely become a way to trick people Hmm. into having a spiritual experience, or at least feeling like they are, and that we ventured away from what true worship's about. Um, now, to be fair, most in this movement are referring more to what's commonly referred to as mega church worship, mm-hmm. the kind that involves lighting changes and smoke machines and a whole concert atmosphere every Sunday. Uh, but some simply refer to playing music at all, such as a worship leader playing like a light guitar part behind the pastor while he's doing the altar call, you know? God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, some think that this would emotionally manipulate someone into feeling an urge to respond. And uh-huh. that if that's the case, that's bad. So let me get some of your just initial raw thoughts on that. Is worship music emotionally manipulative, do you think? Um, I do not think worship music is I don't think that it's manipulative. I don't. Um, I can see the argument. Yeah. I can see the person's perspective. However, you personally have to be in a mindset of receiving something to be manipulated by it. So 
if you are being manipulated, quote unquote, I did air quotes, you can't see me. If your heart is changing, if you're being sensitive to something, if you feel tears welling up, chances are you're not actually being manipulated. You're being moved. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. Okay. Um, but then again, isn't most music designed to evoke something that you weren't expecting? Such sure. as if you're watching a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to cry at a movie. But Get over the it. music is typically <laughs> what makes me do it. There could be a very emotional scene happening, uh, heartbreaking or uh, you know heart welling. But if that music wasn't there, I wouldn't be responding. So is it a situation where the music is only there to force you to respond? Okay, and I don't feel like everybody is like that. No. I think that there are some people who are more sensitive to music. I am one of those people. A worship song will send me into a crying fit, whereas a sermon may or may not necessarily do it for me. Mm-hmm. This is one of those things for me, though, where... <laughs> however, however God speaks to you, right. you have to allow him to speak. And because he knows me, he knows how it's, I am most going to respond to the message that he's trying to give me. That's through music. How insensitive of me to just sit back and be like, mm, I'm good. I don't need to respond to that. Mm, I'm, I don't need to be manipulated by that. I question how many times in my life I would have had a big aha moment in my spirituality, will you, you know, um, if it weren't for music. Yeah. I can't think of like, sorry, I can't think of a sermon where I've been moved to my knees or moved to crying or, you know what I mean, where it's really, really hit home. But I can think of. Now, I have a few times. Many songs. But but uh, but certainly more with music, mm-hmm. um, and I would think that people people of this argument would then come back and say, "Well, that's exactly our point. Our point is, is that they are basically forcing this emotional response from you, forcing you to get to the point where, hey, we're going to make you feel like God is speaking to you through this because of this music, and so that." Without this, you wouldn't have had this spiritual experience at all. And so people see that as manipulation of emotions, which I guess technically that is because you are triggering an emotional response. But even if that's the case, I guess my argument would be is that that's not necessarily a bad thing Mm -hmm. uh, for the exact reasons that you're stating is that God speaks through music. Um, uh, as you said, like music is a big deal in my life as well. It's in, it is in many people's lives, uh, especially in their faith journey. And uh, as much as we love to like bag on K-Love, uh, you know, <laughs> for being sometimes sickeningly sweet, I know that there have been times in my life where God has comforted me through K-Love, mm-hmm. um, through worship music. In fact, um, most times in my life when I felt like God is uh, truly talking to me or that I'm really connecting with with uh, the Holy Spirit, it's been enveloped in music. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's what led me to launch Back Row Radio. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, that's how I feel... 
you know, this music is the soundtrack to my faith. And, uh, you know, back the, the difference between Backdoor Radio and K-Love, aside from playing more genres, is that, you know, K-Love, uh, their whole slogan is positive and encouraging. So most of the music that you hear won't really have a whole lot of negativity in it. Mm-hmm. While here on Backdoor Radio, we'll play songs from Christian artists that are struggling with mm-hmm. things. And maybe they don't find the resolution in that song. Right. Uh, for instance, 21 Pilots uh, has come out with their, their Trench album, which we have several of their songs on there. But uh, a lot of 21 Pilots music from the beginning has been about struggling with depression, with thoughts of suicide, with, with uh, um, low self-esteem and whatnot. And, and Trench, the, if you've seen any of the music videos associated with this, is basically this whole whole allegory to that where they've created this fake world with this fake character that pulls the main the lead singer into this depression state which they seem as a city mm-hmm. um and uh the character that that pulls him into the state is called blurry face uh which they've hinted to in previous albums and whatnot has been a part of a song and in these videos even back a couple albums Every now and then you'll see the main character. He's got black ash like all over his neck and all over his hands. And that represents times when he is in this depressive state. And they've come with this, this very theatrical, these very theatrical music videos that all tie in together uh, for this new album where he wakes up in this trench, this, this kind of... Uh, Gorge, mm-hmm. where it represents uh, this is where you have to go to escape this city of depression and 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 stuff like that, low self esteem, uh, and the only way to get out is to escape through this route. And he's in this for for the song jumpsuit. He's in this trench, and blurry face character rides up to him on a horse, and he's just standing there, and he gets off, and the blurry face rubs his black ash on his neck. And so his neck gets it grows into the whole thing is covered in black, and he's just kind of following blurry face back to where he was. But then up on the 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 rocks, high up on the rocks, are all the other people that have escaped uh, this this city. Mm-hmm. And this represents all of his friends. I believe up there was his wife in the video too, and and his best friend, the other member of the band. Uh, you couldn't really tell that that was them. They were all in these jumpsuits and hoods and whatnot. Yeah. But they they threw all these flower petals, which is the color yellow, which was supposed to symbolize, uh, you know, the freedom or whatever, mm-hmm. to try and help him escape. And if you watched, you saw, as he was realizing this was happening, the black ash faded away from his neck. And that's when he was able to take off running uh, away from Blurryface. So, I mean, it's it's whole emotional thing. And, you know, there's a, a whole a thousand YouTube videos explaining all this. So you can find the whole story there. But just seeing that and knowing where I was 10 years ago mm-hmm. with depression, with my self-esteem, uh, and knowing that if I had this music then, and explaining exactly, just showing exactly my struggle mm-hmm. at the time, Number one, I would have known I wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. Number two, I would have felt like God saw me and saw that this was something happening and knew that he was putting people in, in the world to help me escape, that he was that he was there, mm-hmm. you know, that he was my jumpsuit. <laughs> that was that was trying to, to cover me, to, to help me escape. And uh, 
if I didn't have that music, if I didn't have that, that uh, emotional tie in to the reality of life, like NF talks about a lot Mm -hmm. too. And you know, you and I both, both love NF. Yeah. But a lot of his music is on the darker side. It is. It's, it's, it's dealing with the reality of pain and, and emotion and self-esteem and issues like that. Uh, not trusting other people, not believing other people, uh, lies that we tell our own self and uh, struggling with the, the good and the bad within ourselves. You know, if we don't acknowledge that happening, then we uh, get surprised when things go south, you know, mm-hmm. in this world. So I think to have a situation where we're in church and we're letting that music speak to us and break down those barriers of our heart, break down those barriers in our minds and let God in just a little bit, Mm -hmm. even if that is technically manipulative, it's for our own good, you know, yeah, it's, it's something that, that is, it's almost... (laughs) I don't know. I want to equate it to a parent doing something for our own good, you know, that we might not like at the time or like me that we might not have wanted or expected. Exactly. But in the end, it's exactly what we needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, the music's supposed to be emotional, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's why. That's why it exists. Um, I think life is full of manipulative situations. Yeah. Um, Let's have a positive one. (laughs) Exactly. I think we need to take issue with it and be up in arms over it when the manipulation is to hinder us. Mm -hmm. And in this situation, manipulation through worship music, if that's what you want to call it. I even have a hard time saying that it's manipulation. Because it is a negative connotation. Exactly. Exactly. But but technically, I guess that is what it is definition wise. Yeah. Just not, it's not negative. Exactly. It it's for the positive. It's yeah. it's for our growth. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, if you, if you believed like we believe, then we just reassured your beliefs. <laughs> if you don't believe like we believe, get, we can't get, be your, get your mind right. <laughs> <laughs> As we close out the show for today have our Bible verse and thought for the day. Bible verse for the day is Proverbs 15, 23. A person finds joy in giving an apt reply. And how good is a timely word? Our thought for the day comes from someone whose name is hard for me to say. <laughs> Nancy Demos Wogglemuth. Wogglemuth? Wogglemuth? I don't think it's Woggle because the L is before the G. Wogglemuth. Wogglemuth. Whatever. (laughs) She says, Her. Today, love and truth are often pitted against one another as if they're enemies. But love and truth always go hand in hand. Genuine love is always rooted in truth. And that's going to do it for today's edition of the Back Row Rewind. Thank you for joining me on this trip back in time. We will be back with another Back Row Rewind next Thursday. In case you can't catch it on LTN Radio, you can always find the podcast version on our LTN Specials 
podcast feed. You can find that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the places. And uh, alongside Back Row Rewind, there's LTN Rewind, Bible Thump, Matt and Bubba in the Morning, a whole slew of shows that are exclusive to that LTN Specials podcast feed. You can also find the Back Row Morning Show starting with new episodes this coming Monday, uh, both here on LTN Radio and on the podcast feed for the Back Row Morning Show. So check them all out there. We hope you have a fantastic weekend. And we hope you're enjoying the summer of more music here on LTN Radio. Uh, It is fun. A lot of our shows are taking a, a, a summer break, and they will be back in August. And we are using that opportunity to jam out to some more music. So check out the new schedule over on LTNOnAir.com and uh, jam out, man. Jam out. We're going to go. We hope that if nothing else, you know, leaving here, that Jesus loves you, nerd. Shabbat. Joining us for Back Row Rewind, the best of Matt and Mo. For more of Matt and Mo's antics, tune in every Monday through Wednesday for the Back Row Morning Show at 8 a.m. and again at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, only on LTN Radio.